What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode two of Slide Jobs and Slide Tackles. Uh, this will be the all soccer episode. Uh, on today's show, we will be talking about the UEFA Champions League final between Real Madrid and Liverpool and the chaos surrounding it, the European summer transfer window, the Charlotte FC firing uh, their head coach, last week's MLS scores and standings, and the international break, uh, including USA's win over Morocco, Ukraine's win uh, in the World Cup qualifying match over Scotland, and their upcoming World Cup qualifying match against Wales. Let's get started. So the UEFA Champions League final that was held last uh, weekend between Real Madrid and Liverpool, uh, the game itself was it, it was it was okay. It was a pretty pretty lackluster game. Um, Real Madrid won by uh, a 1-0 score. Um, Liverpool controlled the majority of the first half. Uh, got got a few shots off on goal. Uh, Thibaut Courtois, the goalkeeper for Real Madrid, played a he had a hell of a game. Um, ended up being the man of the match for Real Madrid. Um, and Liverpool had one mistake on defense, and that allowed Vinicius Jr. to score the lone goal of the game uh, for Real Madrid to win. Um, <clears throat> two of the best teams in the world uh, kind of canceled each other out um, on on attacking, and uh, Real Madrid pretty much. Stayed back on defense most of the second half. Uh, kept pressure on Liverpool, who tried to score and just just could not get that breakthrough. Um, so Real Madrid wins their, I believe, fourteenth European Cup, which is amazing. Um, definitely one of the best team best best teams in the world of all time. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt doubt about that. Um, the what what's the most interesting part of this whole thing is what happened before. And I guess once the game started and after the game was uh, a lot of chaos outside. Uh, the beginning of the match had to be delayed 35 minutes um, due to what UEFA said at first was uh, Liverpool fans arriving to the game late and not being able to get into the stadium, which turned out to be false. Um, they were just trying to cover their ass. Uh, what happened was. Uh, what the the French authorities uh, in Paris uh, at the State de France is uh, they they're saying that there was there ended up being a um, uh, Liverpool fans using counterfeit tickets um, and massive fraud on an industrial scale is what they are saying uh, about what happened outside. Um. And another thing that that was even said during the game, uh, during the the delay, was that um, the the folks at the Stade de France had shut down. There's five uh, ticket gates um, to get into the stadium. They had shut down all but one, and that one being on the Liverpool supporter side of the stadium. Um, so ended up having people who could not get in. There was one ticket style open for several thousand people still trying to get into the game. Um, people were starting to jump the gates. 
to get into the game. Uh, police were pepper spraying, tear gassing fans who were waiting to get inside, who were obviously pretty pissed off because they were trying to get in. They had paid out, you know, however much to get into to see their their team play for the European Championship. I mean, I, I'd be pissed off too trying to get in. So, uh, just a terrible situation all around. Um, UEFA has their they've got their own independent um, investigation going on. Uh, Liverpool has launched their own investigation, and uh, this morning Real Madrid has come out and they want some answers about what's happened. Um, they are they're they're mad about what happened going on going on outside um, before this game. Um, in their statement, uh, we want to know the reasons that motivated designation of the venue for the final and what criteria were taken into consideration taking into account what happened that day. We ask our, we ask for answers and explanations that determine who was responsible for leaving the fans helpless and defenseless. The supporters' general behavior was exemplary at all times. What should have been a great celebration of football for all the fans who attended the game turned into unfortunate events that have caused deep outrage around the world. Many of the fans were violently assaulted, harassed, mugged, and robbed. Some of the events also took place when they were driving in their cars or buses, fearing for their physical well-being. Some of them even had to spend a night in the hospital due to injuries received. Um, I mean, there, there was, there's been reports of gangs uh, targeting Liverpool supporters and robbing them out after the game. I mean, just, just a whole lot going on there that. Um, we have definitely not heard the end of end of it. So um, I, I'm sure in the coming days and weeks we'll hear more about and hopefully get to a conclusion about what happened uh, for the for the Liverpool fans and everybody involved uh, in the Champions League final. Um, so we're going to move on now to uh, the European transfer window. Um, the transfer window doesn't officially open until July 1st, but um, since all of the leagues have uh, concluded for the for the season, um, there's already been some moves made, um, and uh, one of the probably the biggest moves so far was uh, Erling Holland moving from Borussia Dortmund to Manchester City. Uh, Manchester City just adding to the already impressive uh, squad that they have, um, and uh, just going to go over a couple of more of the. Uh, more notable players that's that's uh, moving on. Um, and like I said, these will be official come July 1st, but the moves have already been made. Uh, Philippe Coutinho is moving from Barcelona um, permanently to Aston Villa. Uh, he was he played for Villa on loan um, second half of the year from, Bar- from Barcelona um, for 20 million pounds. That, uh, that's a whole lot less than what Barcelona bought him from Liverpool a few years ago for, so they lost a lot of money on that deal. Um, but I think uh, Coutinho playing in Nassaville is going to be a good fit for him, playing under former teammate Steven Gerrard. Um, then we've got um, Fabio Cavallo is moving from Fulham to Liverpool come July 1st. Um, and like I said before, Erling Holland, that's the biggest move so far from Dortmund to Manchester City. 
um, Ivan Perisic moving from Inter Milan to Tottenham Hotspur. It's a big, big get for Tottenham. Um, Antonio Conte bringing in a good player to to fit into that Tottenham Tottenham team um, that will no doubt in my mind be uh, be in the running for definitely a top four spot in the in the Premier League, but but maybe even the Championship uh, to win that title um, away from Man City or Liverpool. Um, Antonio Rudiger moving from Chelsea to Real Madrid and uh, and. Nicholas Sewell moving from Bayern Munich to Dortmund. Um, some big moves already there. Um, one that hasn't been settled yet, but it sounds like it is coming, is um, Paul Pogba moving moving from uh, Manchester United back to Juventus. Um, I think that's a, probably a good good fit for him. He he had flashes of brilliance uh, at at United, but also had some pretty pretty Downtimes in this uh, the past few years there with uh with United, but um I think uh, he he's played his he played his best uh, best soccer at Juventus before moving to Manchester United. So good 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 move for him. Sounds like it's going to be a three year deal for Pogba. Um and also moving away from Manchester United uh, are going to be Juan Mata and um and Jesse Lingard. So it'd be interesting to see where those two uh, wind up, and um, and Gareth Bale uh, finally getting out of uh, Real Madrid. Um, not sure where he's going to head, but um, I've seen some reports about maybe Cardiff, which is kind of crazy. But, but you know, a guy with the caliber of play like uh, Gareth Bale going to a English league championship team like Cardiff, but. I don't know. Who knows? He's 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 getting older, so he might be heading towards the end of his career. But uh, be interesting to see where he ends up. All right, so we're heading back uh, over to the United States um, to talk about the past week in the. Um, news and scores of the MLS. Um, probably the biggest news out of the week was the unexpected firing of Charlotte FC head coach Miguel Angel Ramirez um, after only 14 uh, MLS games in charge. Um, and a team that's, I mean, I, I've been following them. I mean, they've, they've played pretty well being a first-year team. Um, uh, they're only uh, one position, two points out of the last playoffs playoff spot in the East. Um, but I think it looks like it's something that's going to be chalked up to uh, differences uh, with the uh, front office. Um, he made some headlines before the season started when uh, at a press conference he was asked how, how his team uh, was looking um, before the season started. And, uh, um, to to not get too too ugly on here, I, he uh, he said pretty much said we're screwed, but uh, uh, he didn't say screwed. Um, but uh, and that which that ended up you know forcing the front office's hand made a made a few 
few more moves before the season started. Uh, get a, got a couple more players in place, and um, and like I said, I mean a, a, a five eight and one record on uh, the first first fourteen games isn't anything to uh, sniff at. Um, uh, for a for an expansion team, um, you know they've like I said they've played well. They've 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 you know lost some close games. Uh, they've beaten a couple of uh, pretty big teams, um, and and won two more games in the uh, U.S. Open Cup before getting knocked out last week by the New York Red Bulls. Um, so it's it sucks that uh, that happened. Um, I'm hoping that the uh, that it doesn't affect uh, the play on the field. Um, you know, hopefully they can kind of keep keep this going uh, and improve and and hey, make the playoffs in their first season. Um, in the uh, quote from uh, Charlotte FC owner David Tepper, uh, he said he gave no explanation for the firing. Um, he just said that this is a difficult decision, but one we feel is best for the team at this time. I want to thank Miguel and his staff for their hard work during our first season and wish them the best in their future endeavors. Uh, so uh, the assistant coach, um, Michael Anita, fitness coach, uh, Cristobal Fuentes Nieto, and the video analyst, um, Luis Pedrajita, were also fired. Goalkeeper coach Andy Key will remain on the staff. Um, assistant coach Kristen Latanzio is going to be the interim head coach for the remainder of the season. So, see how things progress there with uh, with Charlotte. Um, like I said, that's the team I support. Uh, being here in North Carolina, uh, went to the went to the first game. I'm actually going to the game next weekend against New York. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, getting back down to Charlotte and and checking them out. Um, and a few other. Uh, Noteworthy uh, news for MLS. Um, Italy and Juventus legend uh, Giorgio Chiellini is uh, going to sign with LAFC for the rest of uh, the MLS season. It's a pretty big, uh, big get for LAFC. Kind of um, stabilize their back line. Uh, Chiellini is uh, he he's been really good for a really long time, uh, and. Um, and then also got uh, Chicago Fire's uh, young goalie Gabriel uh, Slaninia is uh, he's getting some interest from Real Madrid. That's a uh, that's uh, huge for for that young man. Um, to see if he uh, ends up getting signed by Real Madrid, be pretty big. Um, some notable scores from from MLS last weekend. Uh, had LAFC beat uh, San Jose Earthquakes uh, three to two. Uh, Columbus Crew beat Atlanta United two to one. Uh, New York Red Bulls stomped the DC United four to one last weekend. Uh, and an impressive showing for them. Um, Rebel, New England Revolution and the Philadelphia Union tied one one. Um, and uh, also had let's see the New York. New York City FC, who leads the Eastern Conference, got a 1-0 win over Minnesota United. Um, then on Sunday, you had uh, the Seattle Sounders 
beat Charlotte FC 2-1 to uh, after being down 1-0 in the first half. Uh, they get two late late goals by um, Jordan Morris and Raul Rui Diaz. And you also had LA Galaxy beat Austin FC 4-1 to on Sunday night. Uh, there's uh, we're like I said, we're in the international window, but uh, there is one MLS game this weekend um, on Saturday. Got Vancouver Whitecaps against Real Salt Lake um, in the Premier League. Not the Premier League, excuse me. MLS. The uh, right now got uh, New York City FC leading the Eastern Conference. Um, Philadelphia Union. CF Montreal, the New York Red Bulls, Orlando City, FC Cincinnati, and Inter Miami are in the playoff spots. Charlotte FC and Columbus Crew and Atlanta United, and also the New York uh, New England Revolution are all um, on 16 points, just outside that the last playoff spot uh, in the Western Conference. LAFC leads the Western Conference. Uh, FC Dallas is in second. Then you got Real Salt Lake, Austin FC, LA Galaxy, Nashville SC, and Houston Dynamo in the playoff spots with um, Minnesota United and Colorado Rapids. Um, they're tied on points with Houston, uh, but I believe Houston has the goal differential right now to keep them in the seventh spot for the playoffs. And now we've got the uh, international break uh, for the pretty much the, the world right now. Um, MLS on a little bit of a break. Um, all the other big uh, European teams are done for the season. Um, but now we've got the national teams getting involved. Uh, several teams playing uh, international friendlies, tuning up for the World Cup in November. Uh, a lot of the European teams uh, playing in the, the, the Euro Conference League. Um, so, uh, we'll start off with the United States men's national team. Uh, they, they played on Wednesday night, uh, beating Morocco three, three nil, um, playing a, uh, world cup quality team in Morocco. Um, uh, the U S was impressive throughout that whole game. Um, and, a the first goal they scored, probably one of the most beautiful plays I've seen start to finish. Um, with uh, Walker Zimmerman playing a long ball uh, through the air to uh, down the field to Christian uh, Pulisic with probably one of the best first touches I've ever seen. He cradles the ball a little bit with the top of his foot, uh, beats a defender, plays it off for Brendan Erickson for a for an easy goal. I mean, it was, I mean, it took my breath away watching it. Jumped up off the couch uh, when he made that first touch, um, and then. Uh, Timothy Weah scores the second goal in the second in the second goal of the first half, puts him up two 0 at halftime. Uh, it was a nice, nice uh, shot outside the penalty box by Weah, and then uh, Haji Wright with a uh, penalty kick goal for the third goal to to put Morocco away. Um, I mean, the, the U.S. they're starting to looks like they're starting to get an identity under um, Greg Berhalter. They're fun to watch. I mean, but they they're still streaky at times. Um, 
but if they can keep this type of play up um, like they did against Morocco, they they could potentially make a little bit of noise in the World Cup. I'm, I'm not saying they're going to win it, but uh, if they can get out of the group stages, that would be um, that would be huge for them, especially missing the last two World Cups. Um, but I'm uh, going to talk about the the Ukraine national team because um, uh, this has implications for for the United States. Um, Ukraine is in a World Cup qualifying um, group with Scotland and Wales. Um, and pretty much Ukraine needs to win two games to get into the World Cup. Um, they successfully beat Scotland um, on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, pretty much out heart, out heart and outplayed Scotland. And now they have to play Wales, I believe, on Sunday. And if they beat Wales, or the winner of this game will make the World Cup and will actually be the first opponent for the United States in the for their first game in the World Cup in November in Qatar. So uh, uh, the world is behind uh, Ukraine, no doubt, with, with uh, everything going on with them. Um, if I'm the United States, that's not who I want to play in the first game because they're going to have they're going to have some extra fuel um, for their fire to to play well if they make it to the World Cup. Um, Wales, of course, uh, you know, I mentioned uh, Gareth Bale before. He's you know probably the most uh, noticeable player for Wales. Um, so I mean, Wales has some names, but right now Ukraine has has a lot of fire and support um, backing them going into going into that game and possibly going into the the World Cup in November. And then uh, coming up this weekend, more got more international um, international games coming up. Um, actually have some games playing today in the UEFA Nations League. Uh, some of the bigger games today. Um, got Belgium and the Netherlands playing today. Croatia and Austria. France and Denmark. Um, and this weekend for the Nations League and some friendlies uh, in the Nations League uh, on Saturday. You've got um, Hungary and England playing at noon tomorrow. Italy and Germany at 245. That's a huge game. Uh, I mentioned before about the uh, MLS game this weekend, the one in MLS game this weekend. And then Sunday, you've got um, the Wales and Ukraine game that I mentioned before. Uh, that's noon on ESPN2. If you want to check that game out, it should be, a, should be an exciting game. Uh, for some some big international friendly games, uh, United States against uh, Uruguay, five o'clock on Fox on Sunday. Um, Argentina and Estonia. Uh, see what Messi can do. Uh, Canada and Panama, Mexico, Ecuador, and the Nations League. Um, Portugal and Switzerland, and Sweden and Norway probably the two biggest game in the in the nation league on Sunday.
thanks for joining me this week for the first two episodes of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed them. I'm planning on doing a a combined show going forward, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, Please click that subscribe button and leave a rating and review. Until next time, remember to drive fast and take chances. See ya.